I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only a bill. And I'm sitting here on Capitol Hill. Well, it's a long, long journey to the capital city. It's a long, long wait while I'm sitting in committee. But I know I'll be a law someday. At least I hope and pray that I will. But today I am still just a bill. Hello there and welcome to What's the Story with USA 2020, a podcast from Ireland full of questions about the American presidential election. My name is Jeff Pagano. And I'm still under caffeinated Kigo. And we've decided to have a chat once a week between now and election day, partly about how the American political system works and partly about all the craziness that's going on there these days. Have you been, Kigo? Not too bad. Never been busier, never had fewer minutes to dispose of, but our gift from across the water keeps on giving. So uh, it's been swings and roundabouts. Definitely, yeah. No, he's. Uh, I mean, the thing about the thing about our friend is, uh, it's never just one thing, <laughs> and every everything is seems to be the biggest thing that would literally take down any other president, any of the forty-four that came before him. But within two days of the big thing happening, you've forgotten about the thing and you moved on to another thing. <laughs> it's, it's just, uh, it's it's crazy. But uh, we were sure it's these these are the times we're living in, you know. Before we get Jeff's plane this week, uh, which I'm looking forward to. I think the thing we need to remember is we, we are never going to be shocked. That's the thing. Oh, that's no, the, no, no, that's yeah. the filthy bed he's built and we're all lying in it. So it's, uh, you know, it's amazing what you just said would have taken down 43 prior presidents. We just kind of go, mm, it's not the worst thing I've heard him say. Yeah, I think our shock glands have been uh, surgically removed uh, over the space of uh, three, three and a bit years, and uh, there's just nothing, no, nothing left, nothing left to surprise us anymore. Just uh, constant stupor. But uh, anyway, listen. Um, as always, we start our show with, as you say, my Jeff Splainer, where I basically give my take, just my own personal take on some aspect of the presidential election process. Uh, so far, we've looked at the Electoral College, the two main uh, parties, and the vice presidency. But this week, at your suggestion, uh, we are going to turn our attention to the American media. So if you're all set, I'm going to start banging on. Absolutely. Part five. What's the story with the U.S. media? When someone is making a serious bid to become president of the United States, it all usually kicks off with an official announcement. They pick a spot that's special to them, normally the center of government in the county or state they hail from, where they make a routine speech about how much both the job and, of course, the country means to them. On June 16, 2015, Donald J. Trump officially launched his own campaign after literally decades of suggesting, or as some might say threatening, he would. But his announcement was anything but routine. Everyone remembers how he approached the podium by first descending an escalator in his New York hotel to then go on and refer to Mexican immigrants in a derogatory way. The very reason we all remember this announcement is that while many consider his views to be terrible, the eagerness of the American media to discuss them meant that the clip was played over and over again, and this was to become a feature throughout the whole Republican nomination process that year. While the GOP had 17 major candidates overall, since Trump was frequently making headlines with his controversial comments, the other 16 were unable to compete, as it was always Trump who got the bulk of the attention. This clearly resonated with a Republican voter base that was frustrated with the traditional type of politics from Washington, making Trump an attractive proposition. With so many opponents to split the rest of the vote, his name was always at or towards the top of the polls. So while you could definitely point to things like Trump's own strategy or Hillary's lack of one as reasons for his eventual victory in November 2016, the effect of the media's coverage of his campaign simply cannot be ignored. 
While they were happily accepting money from the other candidates for screening their ads, Trump's message was put front and center as it both featured and discussed free of charge in their actual news content, often with a representative present on the panel for perceived fairness. But that's not the only way he was helped in the media on the way to the White House. Whether or not you believe the accusations against Vladimir Putin's government over interference or collusion, the fact remains that stories about Hillary Clinton were made up, presented on websites to look like factual articles, and promoted on Facebook through their targeted advertising service to influence voters in swing states leading up to the election day. Then there's Twitter, which Trump has been using for years to allow his own version of reality to go unchallenged to his supporters. Of course, while all the above represent subtle ways of getting publicity through the media, there do exist more direct ones, and fewer more direct than Fox News. Up until the 80s, Americans got their TV news through the publicly licensed channels, but the advent of cable news meant there were 24-hour competitors entering the market like CNN, but what set Fox apart from all the others is that their content was geared towards one particular viewpoint in American society, namely the conservative one. Although Trump does occasionally rail against Fox these days, the fact remains that he spends most of his time watching it. And no, I don't mean most of it is allotted TV time, I mean most of his actual time. A large portion of the tweets he sends can be linked directly to segments airing on Rupert Murdoch's network at that moment. While nowadays there are certainly Democrat-leaning cable news networks out there as well, like MSNBC, they've always been playing catch-up to Fox. Other sources have grown directly from the internet, particularly YouTube, with progressive shows like The Young Turks and far-right productions like Infowars featuring Alex Jones, representing what many consider to be the two ends of the political spectrum. Also, many trying to occupy the space in between, like 538.com. The demand for these broadcasts, however, can be traced back to the days of talk radio, with some of the pioneers of that format, like Tom Hartman and Rush Limbaugh, still producing regular shows today. How Joe Biden and Donald Trump utilized these different forms of media throughout the campaign will go a long way to deciding the eventual result, especially with the COVID crisis denying the possibility of rallies. These are something that Trump in particular would have been counting on. Still, having the megaphone of the White House won't exactly hurt him. And whatever about his own personal messaging, he does have some media-savvy people around him like Kellyanne Conway and Kayleigh McEnany to help with the spin. Love it as always. It's uh, the, the reason why I wanted to... Uh kind of pushed this a little bit earlier in our agenda of, 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 what is it, 22 weeks when we started, because we both watch it, we both take it slightly differently. Um, obviously, you're far more emotionally invested in it than I would be. Um, uh, and it's, the, the, the guys you mentioned there, the Young Turks, Alec Jones, 538, Fox News, CNN, all these guys, um, they nail their colors to the mast. Uh, pretty quickly, and they all um, they all use very similar tactics to get that message across. You know, cheeky editing, or sorry, smart editing is the mm. right word um, to get their message across. And I think the worry now we'll get on to um, uh, the big Don uh, just cannibalizing everything around them in a sec. But the, the the worry I have because I have relatives living in Florida who only watch one one channel, uh, and and there's no the way it's all laid out now in terms of it's it's mostly opinion with pieces of news uh and, and for me just as a general rule only for myself if i can buy merch of a newscaster they're not a newscaster they're a business uh now that's only me and that, that means nothing to anyone but i i should i was never able to buy Anne doyle posters or t-shirts or you know um <laughs> or uh, or anything like that you know what i mean because her the, the lady's job was to be a journalist 
and to process the news uh, as down the line as she could, even though she might be talking about something she vehemently disagrees with. She tried to be honest. And so when I'm watching the Young Turks, and I, I, I do like them, um, there are moments where they, they kind of jump the shark like Fonzie, only for me. Alex Jones jumped the shark 100 years ago. It's a comedy show. That's, that's fine. Um, and, the, and the 538 I'm only recently new to. But I, I, I find the, um, the, the tricks that they were using, now maybe I'm just, I, I, I ignored it in the past, but it's getting more and more obvious. Uh, you and I were talking about some, uh, the Joe Rogan clip, actually. Do you remember? We were talking about um, Ben Shapiro and Joe Rogan, you know, two triggers, one podcast is, is what I call that podcast. Uh, and, and the same clip was, a clip was chopped up by, it happened to be the Young Turks in the, at, at this instance, but it could have been anyone. And they, they left out, the, the, there was no context in the buildup because it's a soundbite, obviously. And then the, the, the four seconds afterwards, which was the culmination of his point, was taken out uh, because the, what he was saying in the, in the middle suited what they were trying to say. Now, that doesn't mean that um, Young Turks are bad or anything like that. Every single outlet does it. Uh, and I'm getting, I'm getting a little bit sick and tired. That's why things, if you can get as long form an interview as you can, Everyone should try and do that. We, we should be stop. We should stop eating, eating clips and try and go to more long form. It's it's very very worrying how how sinister media, not just in the US over here as well, is getting. Yeah, well, I mean, my, my thing with shows like The Young Turks is um, I don't want uh, a discussion show that I'm going to agree with uh, everything they're saying, everything their point of view. Um, what I'm looking for is, is, is a show that's going to get me engaged and get me talking and get me, at least me, at least realize what, what they tend to do is they, they consider the mainstream media as sort of players in the game as well as the politicians. So they'll now, which of course, eventually when they get popular enough, they're also players in the game. And that, that's definitely a point taken, but it's, it's point of view. It's the, it's the angle they're looking at it more than what they're actually saying. I'm not a fan of Cenk Younger myself. Um, he's, he, he actually is former, he's a former conservative. He started on conservative um, talk shows and uh, he's a, he's a reformed conservative. <laughs> and uh, he, he was on MSNBC and got kind of hounded out of there as well. And uh, sort, of, sort of driven further to the left over the years, but the point is, is that it's 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 more like the 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 look, the the lens they're using uh, to look at what's actually going on. Um, everyone has their own personal take. Everyone, I mean, I I'm again, I'm not doing this. I wouldn't do anything like this for the point of view of oh, a bit. Well, there's no point, and there's no point in me listening to anyone else because I know everything, and I'm going to say it. I want to get conversation. I want to have conversations with people. I want to put my views out there. But I wanted I wanted to start a discussion more than uh, and what I think and what we when we're talking about the media in particular, um, it's it's not so much what they are talking about. It's a lot of the things they aren't talking about, mm -hmm. and a lot of ways yeah. that they're steering uh, conversations a certain way. They're talking, you know, there's one thing going on, but they're talking about something else. And mm -hmm. why are we talking mm -hmm. about this? Why why are we saying? Or when I do hear that something happened, well, why didn't I? Why didn't I hear about this? You know, mm -hmm. it, it's um, like. We're used to public broadcasters back in the day, back in this up to the 70s and 80s, like here in Ireland as well. Here in Ireland, the only telly we had, a lot of people, all they had was RTE. 
just mm -hmm. literally just one channel. But then eventually you had pipes, television, they used to call it. You started getting BBC, ITV, all this kind of stuff. Then came cable and sky and then the channels went through the roof. And then you had mm -hmm. the duvet channel and all this, <laughs> you know, ridiculous uh, specialist TV, whatever. The The point is, is that it's, it's, it's not as easy for if, if everyone's not getting their information in one source, that's good in the sense that it can't be controlled, but then it's also bad in that if people don't diversify and start, like you say, like your relatives, just watching one viewpoint all the time, then um, it's going to lead to the very divisions we have now. And it's going to lead to politicians being able to exploit those divisions. The one thing the Young Turks don't do is they don't say, well, listen, don't you dare watch those other shows because they're all evil. You know what I mean? It's like, like mm. they would say, they would listen, they would actually, they would say that they did listen. They may play a, just a clip of Ben Shapiro, but you can be pretty sure they've listened to his show, that mm -hmm. they do listen to what he has to say and they know where he's coming from and they know his viewpoint. It's like, it, uh, you prefer a big menu. You, you like mm -hmm. to have a big menu of choices, but you need to be able to um, be aware of what's behind your listening to and make up your own mind. You do have to, you have to land on an opinion eventually. Yeah, hundred percent. And actually in preparation for this, I just started watching, watching the new channels for the last week since we were going to talk about this and, and a trick that some of them, I keep using the word trick is the wrong thing. The way they do certain things is they try to make it look, and this is both sides, all sides. They try and look like they're talking about something by not actually talking about it. You get, you get the Brady Bunch screen, and no one has time to make a point. No one has time to say anything that will start a conversation because they've got to shift away to the next thing, the next ad break or whatever. So it's the illusion of news as well, which is worrying. Um, I, I, if, if you have a crazy point of view, you can go on the internet and find at least one other person who has it. Is that good or bad? I don't know. But, but for me, I think, and again, it's only for me, I grew up thinking, uh, and I, I say this nearly every week with you, I grew up thinking older people had all the better ideas. Uh, and then the more I started watching these news channels during the week, the smarter I felt, which is never a good thing, as we mm. keep mentioning. Uh, and and I, it's getting more and more cynical. And, and we look at what the, the blues and the reds over in America have done. They've kind of, a bit like Casey did in our presidential election, you get more and more extreme to, to, to guarantee a certain amount of people knowing that turnout's going to come down. So you're, you're saying, right, my 30% of crazy people are definitely going to show up. And when our, when the overall turnout drops and drops and drops, my 30% becomes 40, 50%. And uh, that's my ordinary level maths there. So don't, don't, uh, mm -hmm. don't mark that. But, um, but they, they kind of do that to guarantee their votes and things like that. We had it here for the first time in the presidential election. And, and crazily enough, um, when he was, before he said what he said about travelers here, for, for all of our brothers and sisters outside of Ireland, uh, presidential election a couple of years ago, one of the candidates was losing badly. And if you don't get a certain amount of votes, you don't get your deposit back for, for running. And he was never going to get it back. So he started going further and further right, made derogatory comments about traveling people. Uh, and all of a sudden, you, you heard people saying, uh, I'm not saying I agree with them, but yeah and it like, started like creeping not up. racist but yeah exactly and yeah. once you say but that means you are yeah uh, and and the fact that he didn't actually mean that he was just doing it to to you know get his money back basically mm. you, all of these kind of racist agendas started popping up and it's the same with our friend over over in the states when when he says something and people say well you know i'm not saying i agree with him but you know, that's creeping in. And as soon as yeah. you say, but you can't have a conversation because that means the other person has 
already in their mind said, you agree with him uh, and I don't agree with him, so I can't agree with you and we can't even talk. And, and there's a news channel that will give you that airtime. The crazier you are here and there, the more airtime you'll get, you know, like you look at all the people who've come up in the last while, we were talking about Ben Shapiro. There's a few, uh, few Republican ones that have, but even on the, on the, on the crazy side where it's not necessarily politics, but you look at Jordan Peterson and how he's taken off. He was taken in by the right, even though, you know, he, he doesn't go that way or, you know, he just was taken in by it and that, that blew him up in that area. So media is has gone from being something with honest intentions only my my opinion something with honest intentions to being just a business and it's it, it's very it's, it's very very scummy yeah i mean when you drill down and I, i'm always doing this with things it's like it may seem naive to try to uh, your starting point being what the thing is meant to be in the first place the, the very word media means it's a medium it's between the people and the stories and it's the, the it's an or, they're organizations that are supposed to put themselves between them and report mm. the stories to the people and that sounds you know people say oh that's very naive and blah 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 but you you always have to consider what your starting point is mm. and, and and i'm glad that you used um irish elections as an example because it's very easy to say that all this stuff only happens in america but you have situations like i mean not even in our presidential election you had the repeal the eighth um, election mm -hmm. as well, and the one aspect of that was it was a, it was a it was a big win to, to 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 have it repealed, and but still there was it was what sixty seventy percent, so yeah. that means that thirty percent voted against it, and that's thirty percent, uh, that's that's a significant portion of electorate. That's an electorate that didn't want the repeal. And that's, mm. a, that's a people, if people go on social media, if, if the right people, usually with the wrong intentions, and uh, they're, not on the side, they're not on the side of these people, but if they want to gather them up, say the right things, say the right things on Twitter, say the right things on social media, go to the right uh, rallies and say the right things with a megaphone, you can, you can round these people up. And actually, you can get a certain amount of power using those constituencies, even if they lost. And that's effectively what Trump did. There was a constituency in America who felt that when Barack Obama became president, they said, all right, this is the end. The blacks are taking over. They actually believed that. <laughs> they actually believed that was happening. And yeah. uh, he used his dog whistles to, 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 to round them up. The, uh, another good analogy I heard um, was that um, the, a group of American people, they wanted to give Washington a punch and Trump was the fist. And mm. that's, that's, that's effectively what they did. But it's, the, the good thing is, is that because you and I are sitting here discussing this now, I mean, this was going on years ago and you and I were doing our own thing, um, mm. probably watching our rugby matches, singing our music or doing whatever we were, paying some attention to politics, but not realizing all this is going on. But now I think, I think the prevalence of these progressive shows and, and right-wing shows, too, is that they're all talking about this now. And if more and more people get involved, more and more people engage, more and more people realize this is going on, it's going to be a harder trick to pull, yeah. you know, as time goes on. And um, hopefully it'll get to a stage where, uh, well, ideally, they, get, they take the money out of politics in the first place. But that's another thing that needs to be discussed. Mm -hmm. Just get the money out of it and have candidates who are actually discussing issues for the for the sake of issues that are that that, that aren't obviously as a cover up for something else. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I, I think, you know, the, the, the homework for everyone um, w would be to if you're going to watch one, try and counterbalance, 
you know, try and get some sort of balance in your, your, your inputs into your brains because, you know, at the end of a Monday or whatever day you're, you're, you're watching the news, it's easy to just turn it off and get rid of it. Whereas if you get a counterbalance, you can kind of make your own mind up. Everyone has an agenda. Uh, all of these shows are important because they all serve a purpose. But in order for us to get maximum benefit from them, we do need to investigate. We do need to have a, have a five minute Google just to see what the story is. Um, the, the worrying misinformation out there, even if you look at COVID and, and all this sort of stuff, the worrying misinformation is partly bogey media and obviously partly bad messaging from official bodies, but we need to investigate. We need to be a bit more um, responsible for what we take in, uh, whether it's food, politics, media. We need to we need to work on that because if if we are led down the wrong way, you end up with you know uh, Donald Trump, you end up with Brexit, uh, you end up with all of this crazy stuff. And once once they're in the seat, you can't get them out for a certain amount of time and you know they could break everything in that time so um just just quickly now is there is there anything um anything in the current current latest news media that you've noticed um in the campaign this week that caught your eye yeah there's a one beautiful thing following on from us talking about the donald trump fox interview last week uh was a tweet where he was saying he was flying to wherever he's flying texas probably uh and he said uh watching fox news can't believe how bad it's gotten I thought he was just, he had just had enough of the job at that stage until the second thing we're going to talk about. I thought he just had enough and he was, he was just going to throw the whole thing uh, and, and then kind of, you know, sue everybody. I thought that's what he was trying to do. Um, like we've said before, you know, they're starting to eat each other. They're starting to cannibalize each other. Uh, that's not what the Republican Party wants. Biden has stayed relatively quiet on it, uh, which is the right call, which is the right move. Just let them eat each other. Uh, and, and he's going to just walk all over them. Um, that, was the, that was the first thing. I, I actually couldn't believe it. I, I, I thought that was his security blanket, no matter what. Um, so it was very interesting following on from that interview last week. And the second thing was the one you sent me about postal votes. Again, I had to double read it. I had to, get, I had to just kind of go, this isn't real. This isn't actually happening. Uh, but it's like, you know, uh, postal votes, it's going, to be, it's going to be the most corrupt election, all this sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. And you kind of go, okay, I get it now. I get it now. He's, he's never going to leave. No matter what, he's never going to leave. Uh, and and I, don't know, I don't know what you think as someone who is using the postal vote, um, you know, how does that, how does that hit you? Um, well, yeah, for, well, actually your two points can kind of be married together. Um, the, uh, the, the, the thing with Fox news is like Fox news is obviously a right wing station. It's, it's biased, it's, it's leaning, but they do have, they do have genuine journalists, television broadcasters there. I mean, you saw Chris Wallace and mm -hmm. they've had some others. Now, some of the other more centrist ones have left, uh, during the Trump presidency, but you know, they don't, they, it, it's not like uh, V for Vendetta. Uh, kind of levels of uh, bias. Um, it's it's not that bad, but uh, so there are times when they do try to um, they do report what happens, and they they do a poll, and if the poll says Trump's losing, they're going to put those figures on the screen because that's what you do with the poll. That you mm -hmm. get the information, you you do up your graphic, you don't you don't play with the graphics, you just put the numbers out there, and if they don't have Trump, Trump gives out. Oh, they've done a bad poll against me. I can't. They're 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 brutal. And w whenever he doesn't like something on Fox, he does a tweet and he starts leaning towards these other networks now i think this is related to his um his tactics going into the 2016 election when he i i think he thought he was going to lose and i think mm -hmm. it suited him 
uh, it suited him to be talking because he was talking about rigged in. It was like he was talking in debates with Hillary. This is this debates. This is rigged. Now it didn't help with all that WikiLeaks and Russia stuff coming out with Bernie Sanders and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but he was so he was started this train going. It was rigged. It was rigged. But again, what he was trying to do, he was trying to gather up a constituency of voters for, so that if he lost, he could lead them and have them follow him with Hillary Clinton as president. And I think he was going to set up his own TV channel. Um, we, were, we were calling it Trump TV, but I think it's, it would have a more subtle name. But at the moment, when he doesn't like Fox, he picks this other network, which is sort of like a young Turk for the right, called the One American News Network. He tweets about them. He calls them by name at press conferences. He gives them special passes into his press conference. There, it'd be like me harping on rugby, going to an Ireland, uh, Ireland test match and getting the first question. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, it's it's the, the, the he says O O A N N. What's your question? And they ask a totally, they ask him a question that suits his agenda perfectly. Yeah, yeah. So I think he's it, he's kind of setting himself up that uh, if he does lose, okay, there's the whole question: Is he going to leave? Right. But if he if he if assuming he will leave and uh, leave the post, he'll have this network there ready for him. He'll have he'll still have his base. He'll still have his voters. And then he can just attack Joe Biden, run the playbook he was going to run with Hillary Clinton as president. Just everything. Every mm. time Joe scratches his head, it's going to be analyzed to death and turned into a left wing communist conspiracy on, on his channel. So he, he won't Fox News won't do that for him. Mm -hmm. they'll, they'll run the conservative agenda, but if he has his own network that he can control, um, I think that's what he's looking for after the election. So he's got to throw Fox a little shade in the process. Now, when it, now you said mail-in voting. I will get to that. Um, mail-in voting has been happening for years. He does mail-in voting. If you saw that tweet, he goes, oh, absentee ballots, that's okay. Because that's what he does. Because <laughs> an absentee ballots, he can't be there in person. What they mean by mail-in voting is that um, at the moment, because of the COVID, it's actually for people's safety. They're sending mm. out everyone about it. You don't apply for an absentee ballot. They just give it to everyone. Everyone just gets one. They've done it before in elections. It means you don't have to queue. Um, as it is, the, po the, queue, the, po the, the lines have gone around the corner for these elections. So imagine if you space that out, you go halfway across the state uh, with queues mm. with, with the COVID uh, social distancing. So they, they send everyone a ballot. It's only you can have the ballot. It's up to you. I mean, you get you get credit cards sent in the mail. You get your work checks sent in the mail. You get all this stuff. Important stuff gets sent. If that can happen, you can be done with the vote. You send it back, and um, it actually helps the postal service as well, which is ailing mm -hmm. in America as well. There's a lot of positives for it, and they've done studies. They did a study. Someone, one university, did a study. Two hundred fifty million votes. 0. 0.0007, whatever it is, percents were found to be fraudulent. He's trying to set himself up with an excuse before he loses, um, which can be very dangerous because you know a lot of these guys with their second amendment rights and yeah. all this kind of stuff and they're ready to take to the streets. Um, it's, it's, it's scary possibilities. I just hope it's not gonna get that far. But um, the, the fact of the matter is, is that they're, they're, they're essentially there's nothing wrong with the mail-in voting as a, as a concept, okay? The, the more important thing is that everyone, you, you do everything you can to get everyone access to a vote. Mm -hmm. Right now, the, the the problem with that for people like Trump is that the more people vote, the more the, the better the Democrats do in America. That's a fact. Um, you look at the demographics in the country. Democrats always do better in the cities, so the people mm -hmm. are closer together. People are further apart in the rural areas. The Republicans do better. I don't know. You can take from that what you will, but that's 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 the reality. But when it comes to mail-in voting, it's just an excuse for him. 
it's a, it's a non-issue. And the only people who are going to be agreeing with him now are the ones who want something from him and they want to be on his side. So hopefully it won't, it won't actually be an issue when it comes to election day. Hopefully not. But the one thing um, I, I, I was thinking there as you were talking was Fox News need to hire you as their marketing guy because you were saying Fox News, it's not that bad. Uh, I think that's, that's got to go on their next promotional I'm material. To be, I'm trying to be, uh, trying to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, a it's a family it's, show. It's a family show. Uh, yeah, putting the F in Fox. Um, yes. Absolutely. But um, no, I mean, we'll just have to see how it goes. Um, there's still a lot that can happen. But by the time we talk next, we should know um, Biden's VP pick. Mm -hmm. uh, so mm -hmm. we can probably pour over that next week. And um, we haven't, have, don't have a topic for next week yet, but I'm sure it's something, something will present itself <laughs> between now and next week for us to, for us to talk about, you know. So uh, fingers, fingers crossed things will have gotten a little better. We didn't even talk about Portland sending mm -hmm. uh, unmarked um, police at – pulling people off the streets in Portland. We didn't talk about the, the horrible economy figures that just came out today. Um, we didn't talk about um, housing. He's after making a statement. He, he's, he's appealing to suburban voters. Suburban means white. And he <laughs> says that uh, policies from Barack Obama and uh, Cory Booker mean that uh, uh, people of low income housing will be living in your suburban areas. And you can I mean, I, I'm using air quotes. You can't see them on a pod. I'm using air quotes for all those bits. But it's pretty <laughs> obvious what Trump is going for there. Um, there's loads been going on. But listen, sure, sure, we can we can get back to it next week. Anything, anything you want to wrap up on here before we go? No, absolutely. Everybody stay safe. Everybody stay happy. Everybody stay informed. That's the game. That's it. Yeah, always good having the chat. Uh, we, I mean, if the, 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 there's loads to talk about. We could go on for three hours um, each week, but I think I think a half an hour is is about enough enough of us to, to stay sane with each time. So so listen, thanks again. Um, uh, I'm going to end with a clip from um, Kellyanne Conway. Uh, Trump was only president for uh, literally two days when he sent his. Um, he he was he got into an argument over the size of his crowd the crowd for his inauguration, and uh, and Kellyanne Conway was was pushed out to talk to Chuck Todd of NBC, uh, going back and forth about the crowd. So I'll play a clip. And again, you made a good point about the the clip size. I did I shortened the clip to a minute. I think a minute and ten seconds just for this pod. So that's what you'll hear. And I'll speed up the bit where she's filibustering. But if you go to our website, um, you'll see the full clip, and it's the full YouTube clip is there. So you can actually get both. You can get a, a, a sliced up version and the full thing if you want. So listen, thanks, Higo, for coming on, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Cheers. Stay safe. Why did the president send out his press secretary, who's not just the spokesperson for Donald Trump, speaks for all of the country at times. Why put him out there the, for the very first time in front of that podium to utter a provable falsehood? It's a small thing, but the first time he confronts the public? Chuck, I mean, if we're going to keep referring to our press secretary in those types of terms, I think that we're going to have to rethink our relationship here. I want to have a great open relationship with our press, but look what happened the day before, talking about falsehoods. We allowed the press, right, to come, the press to come into the Oval Office and witness President Trump signing executive orders. And of course, you know, the Senate just confirmed General Mattis and General Kelly to their two posts. And we allowed the president, what happens almost immediately? A falsehood is told about removing the bus of Martin Luther King Jr. from the Oval Office. That, no, that's just flat out false. And the only writers... Why was it said in the first place? Because no, that no, negative. No, that's okay. No, excuse me. Oh, no, no, no. That reporter was writing to the, on behalf of the press pool. That, that falsehood got spread 3,000 times before it was corrected. And still out there. You did not answer the question. I did you, answer no, your question. No, you did not. You did yes, not answer did. the question of why the president asked the White House press secretary to come out in front of the podium for the first time 
and utter a falsehood. Why did he do that? It undermines the credibility of the entire White House press office no, it on doesn't. day don't one. Be so, don't be so overly dramatic about it, Chuck. What it, it, you're saying it's a falsehood, and they're giving Sean Spicer, our press secretary, gave alternative facts to that. But the point remains that there's, 